0: Well, this morning, um, I think Matt might have said this, but um, many of our pastors are away and uh, Matt and I are here uh, holding the fort, so to speak. Um, We're here together and that's what's important. And today we're going to look at a strange little story in the Old Testament and it's all about an axe. And I'm going to read you that story from 2 Kings, chapter 6, verses 1 to 7. You'll be able to see the words on the screen. One day, the group of prophets came to Elisha and told him, As you can see, this place where we meet with you is too small. Let's go down to the Jordan River, where there are plenty of logs. There we can build a new place for us to meet. All right. He told them, go ahead. Please come with us, someone suggested. I will, he said. So he went with them. When they arrived at the Jordan, they began cutting down trees. But, one, but as one of them was cutting a tree, his axe head fell into the river. Oh, sir, he cried, it was a borrowed axe. Where did it fall, the man of God asked. When he showed him the place... Elisha cut a stick and threw it into the water at that spot. Then the axe head floated to the surface. Grab it, Elisha said. And the man reached out and grabbed it. This is the word of God. That's a good story, isn't it? All right, so I actually brought a few things with me that uh, I'm going to show you during the service. But one thing I, I brought was an axe and I loaned it to someone thinking they need this and I haven't got it back. So boys and girls, can you come down the front here? Or All the boys and girls, come down the front here. I need your help to find the lost axe. Just come down the front. All the boys and girls are on this side, hey? Not all. Here, just down the front here is good, on the floor, then, because you need to get a head start in a moment, okay? What I want you to do, somewhere in this, among all these people, there is someone that borrowed my axe. Can you go and see if you can find the person, but more importantly, find my axe, Okay? So you're going to have to ask some people. So some of you go right up the back over here, okay, right over this side. Some go straight up in the middle and some go over that way. Go and you'll have to ask people. Off you go. See who can find it. Hey? If there's other boys and girls that haven't come out and want to help find, please help. You might have to ask some people. Okay. What, what I'm going to do is I'm going to start. Oh, We've we found it, I think. Okay. Okay. Hey. <laughs> no, I, I gave them an axe. No, 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 no. No, no, no I, don't, I don't want that one. <laughs> all right, things are happening out of order here. <laughs> okay, all right. But what I want to know is, who had this? Right, who? Yeah, but who had it? Do you know? Let, let's see, put your hand up if I loaned you my axe. Who had this? Mr. and Mrs. Mitchell. (laughs) Look at that. They lost my axe head. But who had this one? Blue bag. Ah, Kevin over here. So, yeah, anyway, lost axe head ended up over here. And we're going to be talking about that this morning. Locks, lost axe heads. Now boys and girls you've got um, one of these colouring sheets and um, I want you and there's some puzzles so you might like to have a look at that but I've also got some other things for boys and girls uh, during the service this morning. Let's pray. Our Father and our God, we just want to thank you that you are with us. Open our eyes and our ears to hear what you would say to us. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. I wonder if you've ever experienced loss. You know, sometimes things really aren't lost. Like, Have you ever been in a situation where you've got your sunglasses and you tip them up on the top of your head and then you go searching for your sunglasses? (laughs) Far too many people are nodding. Have you ever had your phone up to your ear and you're hunting everywhere for your phone? (laughs) Now, let me tell you, that's not loss. That's just misplacing things. And when we do that, we suffer embarrassment. Loss is something much, much bigger than misplacing things. Loss can be losing someone in death or loss can be losing hard earned money to a scam. It might be a fraud, it might be a financial downturn Or it might be losing a position at work that you've worked hard for. How do we navigate our way through loss? When we lose something or someone that's precious to us, special to us, it's normal for us to grieve over what has been lost. And sometimes we don't just lose a person, we don't just lose a thing. Sometimes we'll lose something that's spiritual in nature and we can lose our passion for God, we can lose our joy and some of us, maybe even here this morning, have lost some of that spiritual contentment. You remember when you walked closely with the Lord and you long to return to those days but you don't know how and you grieve over that loss. We turn to this little story about Elisha and the lost axe, and we find that Elisha teaches us how to build faith. And this is one, I think, one of the strangest miracles in the Bible. So boys and girls, we've read the Bible reading. Let's have a look at this story in uh, cartoon form up on the screen. Well, we're going to unpack that a little bit this morning and we're going to look at three things out of that story. And the first thing that we're going to look at is circumstances. So what happened in this story? You know, our circumstances can change in an instant, can't they? A stroke, a car crash, stock market, Collapses, crashes, a job loss. Maybe someone speaks a critical word to you. A friend betrays you. A family member rejects you. What happened was the iron axe head fell into the water. Two Kings, chapter 6, verse 5 said, But as one of them was cutting a tree, his axe head fell into the river. Oh, sir, he cried, it was a borrowed axe. Now, it wouldn't have been so bad if the axe head had just slipped off the handle and into some bushes. Because he could have reached into the bushes and retrieved the axe head. But the axe head fell in the water. I wonder if you've ever experienced something so bad that you couldn't get it out yourself. So the axe head hits the water and maybe just for an instant he could have grabbed it if he was close enough, but the axe head went down. Maybe just like your reputation went down or your relationship went down Or your job opportunity went down. Or your health went down. Your friend betrayed you. A stranger stole from you. Your spouse abused you. Everything went down. And it went down under the circumstances. You can hear the anguish in the young prophet's voice. Oh, my Lord. The Bible says it was borrowed and it's gone down. Meanwhile, we go to the next slide, and I think it's a couple of slides on. There we are. Meanwhile, everybody else is still chopping trees. Everybody else is still building. Everybody else is still going on. Like everything is all right, and the one chance that you had of being who you dreamed to be just slipped out of your hands and it went down, and everybody else is going on like nothing happened. It was the one chance I had of building a good marriage or embarking on a new career or being financially stable in retirement, and it all just slipped out of my hands and it went down. Everything has gone down. What are you going to do? The young prophet, he looked up. Have you ever noticed when there is the cry, that cry of the human heart when everything goes down? We hear the cry, especially today, oh, my God. I personally don't say that because I believe it's blasphemy, but it can also be a prayer a heartfelt cry to the Lord, oh, my God. Oh, my God. And who should be standing there? But the man of God, Elisha, the prophet. And he says, where did it fall? You know, the Lord is right there in Elisha standing beside this young man, this young prophet. And he's, right, he's been right beside you and is right beside you just whenever things start slipping. And when you experience loss, everyone else will carry on like normal. They'll even run away from you. Everyone will run except the Lord. And the man of God stood firm. Elisha stood firm. He saw the axe head slipping He saw it fly off the handle. He saw it go down. And when everything goes down, what happens? Our heads go down. We weep and we mourn. Here's a key thought. Key thoughts on the screen. Grieving is important. As long as it doesn't take me or you into unbelief. What do you do when things don't work out? Well, let me tell you this. Let me put some things on the screen. You stay away from two extremes. Okay? On the one hand, we blame ourselves. On the other hand, we blame God. Have you ever been there? God, why did this happen? Why did you let it happen? Why are the floods coming? Why is this happening? Why why is that happening? God, where are you? I blame myself. I feel guilty. I feel full of shame. And then there's that middle ground that we tend to, when things settle down, we gravitate to that middle ground of wanting to do something. We want to do something. We want to do something to fix it. If only I could find something to do to make this feel better. If if only I could find a measure of satisfaction in my loss. And when everything falls down, our heads go down. What does your heavenly father feel about you when your head is down? Well, if you're a parent here this morning, how do you feel about it when your children suffer loss? You want to rescue them? It's because we love them. We've got compassion for them. We see their loss and we want to come alongside them. When Jesus sees us carrying a problem, a problem that he suffered and bled and died for, he says... What they're carrying is not necessary. You see, Elisha, the man of God, he's standing there and he knows exactly what he has to do. He has to get the man, first of all, before any axe head comes back, he's got to get this man to lift his head. He's got to get him to lift his head. Boys and girls, on that sheet you've got there, you've got that, little um, verse. Can someone from where you are who's got a really good voice, one of the boys and girls, read it out off your sheet for me? Can you shout it out? Hey? One of the boys and girls? No? All right. I'll read it for you. It's actually up on the screen. But you, Lord, are a shield around me. My glory the one who lifts my head. Now that's worth highlighting in your Bible. It's worth memorizing. And so Elisha gets this young man's attention and encourages him to lift his head. God works in us. What does that psalm say? Let's go, oh, there it is. What does that psalm say? God, he's a shield around us. He's the one who lifts our head. You can trust him to lift your head when your head goes down. So Elisha gets his attention and uh, he encourages him to lift his head and um, we go then to the location. It's like Elijah go, uh, Elisha, I should say, goes to the edge of the water and he says, because there at the edge of the water is the young man with his head down and this is what he says in 2 Kings 6.6. 6. He says to the young man, where did it fall? And the man of, that's what the man of God asked. And when he showed him the place, Elisha cut a stick and threw it into the water at that spot. Now, I've got a slide here of the Jordan River. That's exactly how it looks, except it looks a little bluer, I think, than what I saw when I was over there. But um, it's about that wide. But you notice you can't see The bottom. And so he couldn't see the axe head. He's peering into the water. But where is he peering? He's peering right at the bottom of the river as if he could see the bottom of the river. And he's desperately searching there through the murkiness of the water. I just can't even see where it is in the mud. And Elisha comes along and he says, lift your eyes. But he doesn't say lift your eyes above the water. He says, lift your eyes to the place where it happened, to the location. He lifted his eyes to the top of the water, to the place where he last saw the ripples. And that's what we've got to do to start to come out of that place of loss is lift our eyes to the place where we lost it. So we stop trying to blame God. We stop trying to blame ourselves. We stop trying to work it out ourselves. We lift our eyes to the top of the water and we look at the place where it fell. And the young prophet showed Elisha the place. And what does Elisha do? He cuts a stick. And I had um, Mr. Edward cut this stick for me. And um, you notice, it looks a little bit like an axe handle. And in fact, if it was the right sort of wood, I could probably make an axe handle out of that. So what Elisha does, he says, look to the top of the water, And he takes a stick, maybe like that one, maybe a bit lighter, and he throws it into the water. Now, if you've lost something spiritual in nature, we need to understand we've got a God who's into restoration. God knows how to help you find what you didn't mean to lose. And that axe head, I've got the axe head here um, in the bag, Let's take it out. That axe head is, um, in fact, like our spiritual edge. You know, one time, this axe head was sharp. It's got a bit blunt over the years. But uh, that was my father's, and I think even my grandfather's. And the axe uh, handle is a long time broken. That axe head... like our spiritual edge. If your loss is a person, he probably won't restore the person. If your loss is your health, it may be it's not always restored. If your loss is your job, he may not restore that, but he can restore your ability to love he can restore your joy. He can restore your peace. He can replace your loneliness. And before he restores these things, he'll say, where was it that you lost your spiritual edge? Now, if you're a follower of Christ, you might say, there was a time in my life when I was more into the things of God than I am today. And he says, lift your eyes. Lift your eyes to the place where you lost your spiritual edge. For some of you, it might be when you got hurt. It might be when you got rejected. It might be when you were bullied. It might be when you got that bad news and you blamed God and you blamed yourself and you tried to fix it through your own methods and it didn't work and you became bitter and you became fearful and you became worried and you became sick and depressed and lonely and you lost hope. And now your life is just about you. So you don't pray. You don't serve. You don't give. You don't worship. You don't associate with those people that hurt you. You don't share your faith and you watch things that you shouldn't be watching, and you hang around people that you shouldn't be hanging around, and you've lowered your standards to suit you, and you're trying to peer into the bottom of the river, and you're wondering, how do I get my spiritual edge back? And it can happen to any of us, because we have an enemy. His mission is to steal, kill, and destroy everything that matters to God. And we've got that verse in John 10.10. The thief, that's the enemy. The thief's purpose is to steal, kill and destroy. Jesus' purpose is to give us a rich and satisfying life. Where did you lose your spiritual edge? As a pastor, I know what it's like to have a daily prayer time, Bible reading time, just to get ideas for my next sermon. As a pastor, I know I can be at every prayer meeting and still not have a personal prayer time because I'm trying to impress others that I come to the prayer times. You can be a full-time parent and a part-time follower of Jesus. You can be a full-time worker and a part-time follower of Christ. You can be a full-time student and a part-time follower of Jesus. You didn't mean to lose your edge, but you did. You didn't mean to stop praying with your spouse, but you did. You didn't mean to fall back into the old patterns, but you did, and you became addicted again. You didn't mean to drift from the love and the intimacy that you had with God, and you didn't mean to wake up depressed every morning, empty and hollow on the inside, but you did. You've lost your spiritual edge, and now you're wondering as you peer into the bottom of the river, how am I ever going to get it back? Remember, when Jesus sees you carrying problems that he bled and suffered for, he says, what you're carrying isn't necessary. He says, don't look into the blankness of where you are. Lift your eyes and see where you lost it. You got too busy, you got into the wrong crowd, you judged, you gossiped, you criticised, you got lazy, you stopped going to small group, you stopped giving, you stopped worshipping, you let your heart grow cold and you started to care about, uh, more about what others thought of you than what God thought. And he says, confess your sin, turn away from it, forgive Forgive those that hurt you. Bless those that have cursed you. Love even the unlovely. And so when Elisha threw in the stick, it was like throwing in what was left. He didn't throw in the axe handle, but he took a stick And it was like when we lose our spiritual edge, what is left is rebellion, rejection, pride, bitterness, maybe anger. And Elijah takes a stick that represents the rubbish that's left. And he throws not the handle, but the stick into the river and the rubbish floats away and the cutting edge returns in 2 Kings 6.6 we read then the axe head floated to the surface you need to be honest about where you lost your edge So now we come to the third point, the outcome. How does it happen? You find yourself in a mess left from the loss, and God says, lift your eyes to the place where you lost your edge, and when you throw away the stuff left from the loss, you're ready to pick up your lost edge. And the outcome happens when you lift it out. When God helps you take back what you lost, here's something you might want to write down. Your God, our God, specializes in helping us find what we didn't mean to lose. We go looking after what we lost, He specializes in helping us find what's left and use it Two Kings 6 and 6 and 7 Elisha cuts a stick we've read this before but let's put it up again and he throws it into the water and the axe head floats and he says to this young prophet grab it and here's a key thought be honest about where you lost it when the young prophet showed Elisha where he lost it Elisha, he cut the stick, the iron floated, he says, grab it, and with God's help, we take what was lost, we take it back. Only God can make the axe head float. But the man had to come and lift it out. Now, as soon as, you see, God wants you to take back what you lost, but he also brings it within reach. And as soon as he says, lift it out, there'll be a voice in our head that says, I can't get it back again. It's been too long. I've gone too far. I've done too much. I can never have it back. But it's not too late to be the person that you could have been. It's not too late to get back what you thought you'd lost forever. It's not too late to have what you used to have and even more. You haven't gone too far. You haven't done too much because God specializes in helping you find what you didn't mean to lose. So what does he want you to do? Here's what he wants you to do. He wants you to do what you can do and trust him to do what you can't do. How Can you make an axe head float? No, you can't. But you can lift it out when he brings it within your reach. Can you create in your being a heart, a spiritual passion and a faith? You can't do that. God hears our cry and we can choose to take what we've got. We can pray. We can worship. We can share our faith. We can start to trust him and that's what we can do and as we cry out, he's, he lifts the axe head so that we can grab it through our prayers through our worship, through our faith through our sharing of others when you say you're sorry and you turn back and come home, and you turn from your sin, your apathy and your complacency if you want what you once had you've got to do what you once did and start to rejoice in the Lord and pray and seek his face and turn from your wicked way because our God is a God of restoration and some of you here this morning you feel like you've been robbed by your enemy but God specializes in bringing back what you didn't mean to lose now I don't know where you are now or even how you're hurting or how you've drifted or how far you've gone God wants you to know that you haven't gone too far you can be the person you were meant to be because God specialises in helping people find what they didn't mean to lose one last thing before we celebrate communion together. If you take this stick that represents the rubbish left behind it reminds me of our God and I'm going to use an illustration that some of you might struggle with and bear with me Because it's like God says, I see my people that I've created in my image. They've turned from me and they have sinned, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And what is left is rubbish. What is left, he's not calling people rubbish by the way, what is left is something in these people that I cannot even look at sin. And it takes the rubbish, so to speak. It takes one who is God and he becomes a man so that Jesus Christ looks and walks and thinks and acts like the people full of sin. And he takes a man and makes him like us. In every way God, in every way man, a person. And Jesus goes to the cross and he deals with the rubbish so that we might be restored and raised up again. What we're going to do now is a couple of things, three things. First of all, boys and girls, I'm looking for a couple of people who might come down the front here and what we're going to do, I've got some uh, cord and I've got two pieces of wood but we need to strap that together so it looks like a cross. I'm going to ask Matt to come down and uh, help you do that so can we get a few boys and girls to work down here in putting together a cross out of the rubbish. Okay? That's one thing. The next thing is straight after... Uh, come on, we need some boys and girls to help, Matt. The next thing is we're going to have communion straight after this next song. And so if you don't have your little um, communion cup with the uh, the wafer and the juice, you might like to just pop up your hand and we're going to have... Um, uh, our hosts, they will just go in. If they see your hand up, they will make sure that you get the elements ready for communion. The third and most important thing is, I believe the Lord has been speaking to us here today as we've been uh, looking at this little story. And if this morning, um, just keep your hand up until you get those communion things. This morning, if God has been speaking to you about your need for restoration. It may be, number one, you need to know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Number two, it might be that you have wandered away from him and you need to come back. And number three, it might be that there is some loss in your life that may be physical loss, it might be a healing thing, it might be an emotional thing, there's been some loss in your life and you want to cry out to God for restoration. If that's you this morning, while we're singing this song, which is in fact John 3.16, For God So Loved the World, I want you, if you want prayer this morning, to just come down the front here on this side. And um, you can sit in these seats in the front here because I want to especially pray for you from up front. So if you want prayer this morning, we'll do that. and We'll also pray with you after the service.